Hi, my name is Jackie, and this is Alive and Active. This podcast is a weekly devotional where we will study scripture and challenge one another to a lifestyle that is fully alive in Christ. In this devotional, I will challenge you to actively pursue what God says and how we can apply it to our lives. So grab your Bible and your favorite beverage, and let's dig in together. Prayer is today's topic, and I have to confess, when I first felt led to talk about prayer, I thought, what's the big deal? Yeah, every Christian should pray, of course. But as God began to move and speak this week, it's been really cool and beautiful to see how important the power of prayer really is. So I'm excited to share with you today. Often when we hear a loved one going through a hard time, we say, I'll be praying for you. Have you ever seen a loved one really struggle and you feel completely hopeless? So many times I just want a quick fix for people that I love the most. And I feel like prayers are just simple and aren't enough. My pride says I want to be the one to fix it and save the day. But I'm humbled in knowing that I'm not in control of anything. So I think all I can do is surrender it to God. All I can do is pray. The problem with my heart and perspective is, is that I forget what a huge honor and privilege it is to receive such a free gift. Because of Jesus, I get to approach the throne of God and talk to him freely, the all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent creator God. Oh Lord, forgive me of my pride and remove the scales from my eyes and allow me to fully see the power and privilege it is to be in your presence through prayer. Last week, I briefly mentioned the power of interceding for others in relation to the story of Lot in Genesis 19. We see that same power of interceding in Numbers 14. When the Israelites grumbled and complained, they were saved from God's mighty wrath because Moses interceded for them. God's very own words to Moses in Numbers 14.20 was, I have pardoned them according to your word. Exodus 32:14 God honors Moses' request to save the Israelites again. It says, So the Lord changed his mind about the harm, which he said he would do to his own people. The prophet Jeremiah says, Now therefore amend your ways and your deeds, and obey the voice of the Lord your God, and the Lord will change his mind about the misfortune which he has pronounced against you. That's chapter 26:13. Wow, how powerful! That Almighty God can change His mind because He thinks so highly of our prayers. Through prayer, we can confess our sins and we can be made right with God and holy. James 5.16 says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. When I think about the family that I was married into, I'm truly amazed by the miracle and covering over them. My husband has five siblings, all of which are married, and all of his siblings and their spouses and their kids have their own unique personal relationship with the Lord. I'm brought to tears every time I think about the amazing covering over my own marriage and my own kids. I know without a doubt it's because of the many prayers that my mother-in-law invested in over the years. Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God, who keeps his covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his command to a thousand generations. Now, I don't believe in repeat after me prayers, but Jesus did give us a guide and instruction on how we should pray. Most people have heard the Lord's Prayer. Let's dissect 
Jesus' example of prayer format in Matthew 6. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, this means we should first acknowledge who we are talking to. He's our Father, therefore He is relational and cares about our best interest. We can love and trust our Father in heaven. He is also holy and His kingdom and will is superior. Verse 11 says, Give us today our daily bread. We can tell Him what we need. In verse 12, Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. When we confess our sin, He is faithful and quick to forgive. As He loves and forgives us freely, we can do the same for others. Verse 13, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. Okay, so we want to stay in the will of our Father, and we want to be delivered from anything that is not of Him. I follow about four or five different uh, churches just because I like the sermons. And out of all the five, every single one of them started out the first 21 days of 2021 in prayer and fasting. I thought that was so cool. I really believe that God is calling his followers all over the nation to pray and petition for our country now more than ever. I'm not pointing fingers here. I'm more guilty than anyone. But why is it that we pray the most when we're scared or in a crisis? Why do we pray and fast only when there is no other hope in the world? So I mentioned this in a previous episode, why do bad things happen to good people? What Satan intends to use for evil or even just the consequences of our own sin, God can still use for good. Like the Israelites in the desert who depended on God to provide their their daily manna from heaven, he can use uncertain circumstances to draw us near to him and help us to see that he can be all that we ever need. I know America's future looks kind of scary for the believer right now, but maybe we should read about what the government was like during the times of the prophets. Elijah, Elisha, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. Their nation was pretty corrupt and dark and far from the Lord in their time. But no matter how bad it got, They did not stop petitioning and boldly fighting for the sake of their gospel. And they surely never stopped interceding for the people of their own nation, no matter how hopeless it seemed. If we won't be the voice of biblical reason and truth in the world, then who will be? Another question I want to ask you is, am I the only one that gets incredibly distracted when I'm trying to pray and get quiet down with God? Why is that? It's because Satan would love nothing more for you to mindlessly, in contentment, be scrolling through your Insta and Facebook. If you're sucked in social media versus being in the Word, then you can easily spiral into all kinds of thoughts of lust or envy or getting sucked into a political debate or a relationship drama. Fighting your battles through prayer in the presence of God is the last thing Satan wants you to do. In the book Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen, She mentions this kind of distraction. She says that prayer is where we deepen our connection and change our thoughts to kingdom-minded work. Satan knows the power of prayer and quality time with our maker, and he will do everything that he can to keep you distracted and distant. And oh Lord, let us be a people that enter into prayer for the relationship, not expecting God to be our genie in a bottle that we can just rub whenever we want and expect our every wish and demand to be met. Prayer is about spending one-on-one conversation time with a holy and loving Father. It's about allowing Him to shift our focus and our thoughts to kingdom-minded work. 
Isaiah 1 says, Stop bringing meaningless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. New moons, Sabbaths, and convocations, I can't bear your worthless assemblies. Your new moon feast and your appointed festivals, I hate with all my being. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of burying them. When you spread out your hands in prayer, I hide my eyes from you. And even when you offer many prayers, I am not listening because your hands are full of blood. If you read the whole chapter, you will see that the people are corrupt and God pleads with them to turn away from their wicked sin and return into fellowship with him. Does that mean we need to clean up our act in order to come to God in prayer? Not at all. What God is saying is if we go to God with our demands, but live however we want with no regard for his will or an instruction, then your heart is being selfish and hard towards God. Your prayer is with a sinful intent. You want to take all of God's power and goodness and mercy for yourself, but give nothing in return. So how would you feel if God leaves prayers unanswered? In a season like this, we must build our trust and choose to believe that he is sovereign and he is working for our good in every situation. Like the Mercy Me song says, I know you're able and I know you can save me through the fire with your mighty hand. But even if you don't, my hope is in you alone. Be grateful that I didn't sing to you just now. James 1 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you're facing trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe, not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave in the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. Hey, to those that pray for me, as I ask you to every week, your prayers are definitely felt. Every time I sit down to write the next episode, I'm just amazed at how obvious and persistent the Lord gives me what he would like for me to talk about. Most of the time, it always flows together so well, and I'm really blown away. Most of the time, it really just flows together, and I'm so thankful for your prayers. I will keep doing these as long as the Lord allows me to. I would love to hear from you if this episode impacted you or you have any questions or suggestions for me. Thank you so much for listening. This awesome song is titled Meant to Be by Ark North featuring Christina Marina. Please know I am praying for you every week and I would so love it if you would pray for me as well because your prayers are powerful and effective. I would love to hear how this week's episode impacted you and I hope you'll join me next week. Until next time, let's go be doers of the alive and active Word of God.